became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 108 episodes of One Tree Hill. Spicy. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 6, Episode 2, One Million Billionth of a millisecond on a Sunday I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with so Simon and, and Dom. To the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from this week cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 6, Episode 2, One Million Billionth of a Millisecond on a Motherfucking Sunday Morning easy like a sunday morning lionel richie in this bitch dom how you doing my man i'm um, i'm um, to keep the lionel richie theme going i'm dancing on the ceiling ready for this episode with our fabulous guests and to that exact point it's scary to have magda here that's facts you know, that is just heart pumping, sweaty palms, eye twitching, about to see Chad Michael Murray fear instilled within your soul. Am I correct, Dom? Oh, absolutely. Actually, for real, my eye up here, just underneath my eyebrow, has been twitching for a week because I knew this was going to happen. Yep. Well, because having Magda on her own, that's that's one thing. But if you also took the Queen of New York, and when I say that, I'm talking... Who are some of the gangsters from New York, Dom? You know, the old school. <laughs> you don't know no gangsters, do you? Well, Al Capone, but he wasn't from New York. <laughs> wasn't he from Chicago? I didn't say Al Capone. You said Al Capone. <laughs> it's the I only mean, gangster I know. Isn't, isn't Jimmy Hoffa someone? Or did he get buried? No, they never found Jimmy Hoffa. There's something, someone called Hoffa... They've never been found. And my feeling is that LDG probably did it or had something to do with it. But either way, combine the forces of Magda, LDG, and bring them together on this podcast. And that is where we're at. Magda, LDG, thank you for being here. Dom and I are sufficiently scared. And in the words of Dom, how the devil are you? <laughs> I'm I'm great. Uh ready for this episode very excited um yeah so i don't even know what to say just very excited and ldg how are you i am fabulous that intro was fantastic (laughs) and you should be scared oh lord oh lord (laughs) yeah i i mean we feared it we feel it from the other side of the Atlantic. Well, and I mean, technically, Magda, you're, well, you are, you're on this side of the Atlantic <laughs> as well, but it feels like, you know, you're, you're on a separate team over there. In fact, do you have a, uh, a ship name for you two as a unit? Did we come up with one? No, I don't think we've come up with one yet. Lagdalena. <laughs> Lagda, I like that. Or Marin. <laughs> we'll Mopping. come up with 
something, I'm sure. I just quickly wanted to, because you were talking about New York Mafia. There is a brilliant uh, four-episode docu, I think four-episode docu-series on Netflix called Fear City, New York versus the Mafia. And it's very good. It is I've just realised something. We Obviously, we know that Magdalena loves true crime podcasts and she loves everything that contains murder and death and all sorts. And this is the perfect episode for it. Yeah, and for Magda to be on. It's outrageous. I like murder, but I don't like when people I like are getting murdered. So, well, Can we just take that sentence out of context? You literally just <laughs> said, I like murder. <laughs> that, that came out of your mouth. That's a soundbite oh right there. I, the I the next season is going to say, I'm Drew Barrymore. Welcome to the Ravens <laughs> with Simon and Dom. And then it's going to go, the little, little, little... <laughs> you know, little space of time, then it's just going to be Magda going, I like murder. (laughs) Tonight's episode is bloody, bloody, blah. I I mean, I also like murder. I also (laughs) like murder. That's how Magda and I became best friends. It's you guys and then true crime. Well, Dom and I like murder, but we like a murder of ravens. You see, that's... The collective, it's a group of rape. We like the Ravens, where you guys just enjoy murder. Dom, do you have an opinion? Uh, I thought it was an unkindness of Ravens. Um, Fuck, but, yeah, it's a murder but, of but crows, we, isn't it? We can call them a murder, you know. <laughs> if you want to, I completely ruin all of One Tree Hill for everyone, then that's fine. But <laughs> it's not like I thought Lucas's it was Ravens book. and Pigeons. I thought it was ravens and pigeons. Now it's ravens and crows. What's happening? No, that's my bad. I mean, Lucas's book was an unkindness of ravens, not a murder of ravens. But we should okay. write a murder of ravens and write this as a crime novel. <laughs> well, it feels like there's going to be a murder of ravens, doesn't it? Yeah. Max oh, and LDG. Well, to, it, in all seriousness, it's actually a beautiful thing. Is that? You two met through this podcast community and have formed a real friendship, which is, and I mean real in terms of that you guys, you know, have a relationship outside of the podcast community and, you know, Zoom and chat and whatever. And that's really cool. Like, What an amazing, beautiful thing to come out of this. I have just officially this weekend bought my plane tickets to New York to see Lauren, so... That's amazing. Yep, it's going to be a real, real friendship in real life now, just over Zoom and other Instagram and other phones. Yep, Thanks. we got on the phone this weekend and we booked the tickets together. Oh, That's awesome. Dope. When are you going? I'm going for my birthday in May, end of May. Ah, very cool. Nice. That'd be good. Good time to go. Yeah, because I just, I can't too cold and i can't do like when it's summer really hot so i think like may is perfect time because okay. i think hopefully it'll be like nice weather but it won't be too hot yeah awesome wow please for both and, of you yeah. that'd be fun and i'm excited to celebrate my birthday in new york so excellent that'd be awesome i'm sure ldg will make it very special as well i have plans <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like murder <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh <laughs> excellent. Oh, that's very cool. You have to give us an update when, you know, afterwards of uh, of what happened and, and all of that. So very cool. Well, this episode, season six, I mean, 
I, Dom, I think it's fair to say that season six is raising the bar from season five already. And I think it may be an easier starting point because going into this season, we're prepared. It's not such a massive change like it was going from season four to season five. It's like we we know where we're at. The characters haven't re- haven't had a massive shift, but it does feel like the the drama is better. Is that how you're feeling? Yeah, it does kind of feel like every character has like tension points and actually something to, um, for us to kind of look forward to the next episode because we want to find out what's happened. There's sad bits, there's funny bits, there's nice bits, you know, romantic bits. Uh, and now we're just kind of waiting to see how kind of, like, I'm quite, you know, keen to see how the rest of this episode, like going into the next episode kind of unfolds, you know, obviously dealing with what we deal with at the end. And we've got, um, Lucas and Peyton finally together and kind of telling everyone they're together. I think Q and Deb are close to telling people that they're together. Probably not yet, but it's close. Um, Haley's being useful <laughs> in her relationship which she hasn't been for a little while it's felt like nathan has got a bad back and he's taking painkillers but is obviously keen to push into you know getting himself back fit and the comeback that isn't a comeback and the stuff that's going on with dan and, and nanny nurse carrie it's there's just so much happening um and and i want to see how it progresses and continues and it's yeah it's definitely i'm definitely more keen watching the first few episodes of season six than i was for pretty much most of season five maybe all of it excellent it's a very jam-packed episode isn't it this the the episode we're yeah talking about today yeah absolutely there's just so much that happens there's a lot to kind of pick out and go through and and i'm guessing some really important one tree hill stuff that kind of stays in people's minds that, well, let's see. Yeah, I guess I mean, so. You, you, you really have to tell me. I can't tell you that. I don't know. <laughs> that used to be a thing, right, from the first season where I'd say, well, this is a, a T-shirt worthy One Tree Hill fans have this printed. What's funny is, so I don't look at the at our Instagram page very often, like the main page should do because... We actually have quite a lot of followers on there. We've got like 1,600 <laughs> followers on there, and I post never. Um, so <laughs> really probably should. But hey, that's not bad, right? 1,600 followers considering we don't do much on it. Anyway, the uh, well, you know when you get a message from someone that you don't follow, it doesn't go into your main inbox. It like goes somewhere else, so you don't actually see it. So there was a message that was in there for maybe like a week ago that I hadn't seen really nice message from a new listener and she was saying like just discovered the podcast really love it loves you dom like loves all of the predictions and all of the things and she was saying you know i just can't get through it fast enough and so she's started it and within like a week she's listened to like the first 16 episodes or something oh, crazy wow <laughs> um but she's like she's like burning through it and um what and she was saying things like i can't the episode I just listened to, you literally told him, what if Jimmy comes back and shoots up the school? I feel like I can't believe you're saying this stuff and whatever else. I, what's great is that we, we're where we are. Obviously, this person is listening like two years ago, uh, listening to us from two years ago and is panicking 
about you telling me something that I now already know anyway. So mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. Like the ball gag, ball gag came to, came to light in this episode. Can I get the ball gag? <laughs> Finally. Well, so me and Dan, ball gag together. <laughs> we were so excited. <laughs> we're so excited what a moment <laughs> finally it's it, but my my point with that was that it was making me think about those initial first episodes that we recorded and i would be so i haven't but i would be so interested to listen back to see how the structure of the podcast has changed because i feel like we were quite focused like there was no real chat about anything else it was just we must go through every sort of facet of the episode um so it'd be interesting what i mean like we we used let's say we did like a three hour to three and a half hour podcast the first hour would be waffle and nonsense and then it would be focused on one tree hill no no, yeah now um or well i think there's different eras so magda and ldg maybe you can comment on this but i feel like and maybe if there's someone that's listened more recently or can remember, you know, so they've listened to it in quicker succession that they can let us know. But I think the first season, we didn't have Ravens on. We only had two. We had or three. We had Emily Emily on episode eight. We had, Le- oh, Lex was on episode 14. I can't believe I remember this. And we had uh, Alicia was on Alicia. An episode maybe 18 or something. And then we had Alex on the finale. Yes. Uh, but... They were quite focused. I don't think we spoke about anything else, really. And then we got into season two. Every episode had a raven on, and they became still focused but quite long. Um, And they came like three hours each. Season three, we sort of switched it, and then you and I would just talk nonsense for a first hour. (laughs) Then we'd have two hours of ravens and focus and whatever. And I think that kind of continued for season four three four and then i don't know how it's changed from here on out but i was thinking i wonder how that new listener will feel going through it um those different eras and i wonder if there's people that prefer the different layouts and i guess my question is is what do you guys all prefer i mean with dom as a as the co-host what do you miss any of these eras? Are you you're happy with how it is now? Uh, I think season two, where we used to talk a lot of nonsense, was always great because it's uh, there's a lot of real stuff. People used to comment that they really like listening to our stories, and it's mostly your stories and me just giggling. Um, so that that was always that was always a fun point, and then kind of yeah, picking apart the episode bit by bit. But I I like it all. I like talking to our ravens. What what did, what about you guys? Like LDG, do you uh, have any preference on the podcast, or does it all just feel the same to you? I like hearing you guys talk about shit that's not related at all to the episode. I think it's fun, and it lets us learn more about you. And personally, for me, because um, you guys know that my work is traveling, so. I appreciate an extra long podcast. My Tuesdays is just you guys while I'm like walking the streets of New York and (laughs) on the train to somewhere far. (laughs) So it is nice to have that because I, during the day, am out for many hours. (laughs) That's so cool. Like that's so, that's like an honor I feel um, that, you know, that you're there 
listening to us rabble or whatever but it's like it feels like a an an honor that uh i don't know that it does that hopefully it's positive in some way even if it's just entertaining you for a bit so thank you for listening and magda of course famously you hated the podcast at the beginning and didn't want to listen to it at all but yet we can't shake you because it wasn't about murder (laughs) that was the problem um yeah i just your your podcast the first one that I listened to that is not like true crime related so that's why like I struggled with it at first but I have to say like I've just yeah so the first few episodes I was like yeah this is cool but I don't know I don't know about it I just don't know and then but I feel like you've always had a bit even in season one you did still like have a bit of a chit chat because I feel like even after season one we did get to know you guys so obviously you had to have like said some stories and just spoken about things but what i wanted to say that it's interesting that um so on last week's podcast i don't remember who was your second guest but they um they made a joke about how like well that you guys trust the ravens not to spoil anything and then obviously said well if, if they spoil something i'm coming but it's funny how the new listener also like we it's such it's so ingrained in everyone we're all like as soon as there's either a guest or a raven or you as soon as we like spoil something quotation marks we're all panicking we're all <laughs> panicking and this is like brilliant there's so many times i've messaged you and i was like oh my god this person said this oh my god you said this he's gonna know he's gonna know and it's um and yeah it's just so cool to see that like everyone even like new listener and you get in like oh my god you said this i can't believe this so it's like such a big part of the podcast that we're all very protective of dom not getting spoiled does that happen a lot then does someone say something that they give because i genuinely clueless by it there's only times where someone will say something and i'm like oh okay you said something but i'll always verbalize it so you've said something that makes me think this person's going to last a bit longer or something like that and it's usually because they've made a a little error because they're not like simon and they won't throw in red herrings and they won't throw things right in my face it's obvious and then you know i miss it so um this is the only time that's really happened so does everybody then freak out and go right we're sending magdalene around now it's usually i feel like usually it's Simon doing it on purpose but there's there's been few people where I'm like the thing is it's not an obvious thing most of the time but because we're so at least I'm so like as soon as I like know like what point we are on and someone says something that I know happens later I'm like oh shit oh shit and like I I don't know how many people message you someone but I know like every time I hear something I'm like Simon <laughs> and a lot of the times I was like oh I don't think he got this and I was like I hope not uh, but like oh and alici was like that person's now on my watch list because <laughs> i so, think yeah. craig craig did one by accident didn't he oh, he said something about he oh, wait, i'm not going to repeat it but he said something <laughs> uh and i think yeah. and, and colin said one colin. But, you, yes. but you didn't but you colin, didn't cat colin's didn't, one I, I didn't get yeah did, did craig say something about coming back when he was dead yeah, oh, like I think so. Lines. We hadn't met Maybe it was the ghosts. Yeah. yeah, I think he was then, saying about coming back. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I don't like, remember, mm. but that one was like quite easy when someone spoiled the fact that there was a third uh, kit, basically, but they did it. And then the same day we were watching a new episode where the black jerseys came in. So it was like, 
on yes. the same day they said it and then it happened that night so it wasn't like that bad um but yeah i always like notice this thing someone like oh my god actually you just reminded me magda about the kit i've been having an absolute nightmare nightmare oh no i, I started this order in november oh it's, shit it's february it's february it's been Bring all kinds back, of stuff wayne Oh, I've been in contact with Wayne in his He's... retirement. Oh, wow. In him... his retirement? You're getting him He's out of retirement. alone. <laughs> I actually oh, didn't think he had retired yet. I thought that he was retiring, I don't know, in a few months or something. And I just CC'd him in because it was just getting ridiculous. And I've been very patient, so patient. Um, and yeah, and but then he got back involved and they suddenly were emailing back all of the time quickly. How Ooh. can I help, sir? How can I do this? How can I say, right, let's see what's happening. Wayne's holding it. Uh, uh, there's a lot going on, but we're almost there, apparently. But I've got everyone's orders, so I just want people to know I'm not. it's not me. I'm not stalling. It's them. But as soon as it goes through, um, I'll let you know, and well, then people can PayPal the money over or whatever, and, and we'll sort it all out, but... Yeah. What if we forgot to order? There's still for you, LDG. There's time. Message me after this. Um, okay, good because the black one is the one that I wanted the most. And when I missed oh, yeah. it, I was like, "Fuck, God damn it!" <laughs> There's time. There's time for you. There's time because they've messed up and taken so long. But it will be worth it, and it's not their fault. There's reasons, but it's fine. But okay, wait. Well. Let's get into this episode because there's so much to talk about, and we we need to hear everyone's perspective. LDG, let's let's start with you. Who who do you? I actually have a question. Sorry, I have to interrupt. There wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't interrupt. I'm sorry. Uh, I've got a question for Dom. Whether oh, no. he's come up with like new question for this season, but also I've got my answers for the questions from season five because I wasn't season five episode one and you didn't have that those questions so i'd like to have my take oh, right okay. okay uh the answer to your first question is no i don't have new questions yet because nothing's really sprung to mind nothing's arisen that i think is you know question worthy yet however i'm more than happy for both of you to to give answers for the previous questions if you can remember them well, yeah, because so <laughs> mine's promise. kind of, my answer is a bit, it's kind of season finale, but also just the whole season five. And Were I you like, ready on episode one of season five? Yes, with the honey. Wow. It feels like that has flown by. <laughs> yeah. So. Would you like me to go through the questions and yes, then you can answer on, please. Okay, Do the honours. So, so let's let's retrospectively, just for Magdalena and LDG, you can also have a go if you want to. Um, but if you had to start a band with any of the main characters, who would it be? And you can have a maximum of two. So it, I would like to start a band with Lucas. Okay. And what would your band name be? Do you want to get married tonight? Oh, and if Peyton was uh, to be your manager and organising your rider, what one thing would you demand at each gig? I would like Peyton, Brooke and Lindsay all to be there in case he changes his mind and wants to propose to another one of them. Wow, just continuous proposals. Nice. Yes, because I feel, I mean, 
we can get into that later, but skills did kind of call him out this episode. Should we celebrate? Should I wait till he proposed to Brooke? And obviously he proposed to Peyton at the end of season five. He proposed to Lindsay earlier. And then technically kind of in the flashback, he proposed to Brooke, but it was when he was showing Brooke how he proposed to Peyton. But yeah, I just feel like um, he's just... I know a lot of people like, well, Peyton and Lucas are meant to be. We're, like Brooke says in this episode, we were all just waiting for you two to catch up since high school. But he did switch from being like, oh, I miss Lindsay. I hate, uh, I hate you, Peyton, too. Do you want to get married tonight? So I feel like he could still change his mind. That's where I'm standing. So did, didn't, I want um, them all at every didn't, didn't Lucas and Brooke pretend to be engaged in an episode? Yes. So, so in the that- Yes, so that yeah. Does that count? Yeah, that's why I said he basically proposed to all of them because he pr- showed she was showing Brooke how he proposed, and then when they were in the restaurant, they're like, um, they thought they were engaged, so then they were getting free booze and dessert and free rides. For yeah, because they got they the free ride from the, the the guy that was trying to do a New York accent, but was actually Australian or something like that. Yes, like, so well, you can that's hate, why, yeah? hence, the, <laughs> hence the band name and hence, yeah, I just feel like it's never over. The, 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 he might change his mind. He doesn't know what he wants. <laughs> nice. Well, good choices. I like it. And uh, LDG, would you like to have a go? I I did actually get to answer this question. Um, and I know I picked... Andy, because it was the episode where Andy was on. And I think the other one was Lucas. I'm not sure if the other one was Lucas, but I know one was definitely Andy, because I remember my band name was Fuck Your Problems. (laughs) (laughs) It's when when Lucas is being a whiny bitch. So I called it Fuck Your Problems. What was on the rider? (laughs) Wine, because that's what I live my life by. Just lots of wine. <laughs> Good call. Also, Good if call. I have to listen to Lucas's problems, I better be drunk. Preach. <laughs> Wait, you just reminded me though, and I Dom, I don't know if I told you this or if you see, if you've seen it on Instagram, but our good friends and partners out BR guest conventions are setting up a new date later this year for the One Tree Hill convention comic con so it looks like it will be happening and dom dom and i obviously will are in full support and we'll do all that we can to promote and we'll be there and you know everything we can do to help them we really like them as people but also uh obviously we want to support one tree hill maybe ldg that's when you could come and do the switch reverse and come over here to the uk and visit at comet con She's not convinced, well, Dom. <laughs> we already we already know when she's coming. We just can't tell you for now. Well, that's it. So okay. we've we've booked tickets for me to go and then for her to come, but for now we're keeping it a secret. Okay. <laughs> Doors and windows locked, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean it sounded like a threat. Yeah, it, it felt like a <laughs> I'm genuinely. I'm, I'm gonna go look them now. 
<laughs> You're not here already, are you? <laughs> <laughs> what if I was? Uh, <laughs> quickly on my phone on like the baby cam. Is he there? And <laughs> still my child. Um, okay. So let's talk about this episode. It's a great answers. LDG, let's start with you. Who who would you like to talk about first? Or what Fred would you like to follow? Um, while you think... Know. There's a lot going on. Think for one second on. while I just quickly, shamelessly promote the fact that by the time this is out, Dom and I's episode on the movie from 1992, A Few Good Men will also be out on the general feed. It's obviously already on ravenshoops.net. We really enjoy doing it. So if you like that movie, check it out, and we hope that you'll enjoy it. Beautiful intro on it as well. <laughs> we like doing the intros on the uh, movie ones because we can, you know, borrow music and things from the movies it to promote it. Anywho... <laughs> LDG, did that buy you enough time? Yes, um, but also side note, when you I listened to the episode and you said, yes, it's a movie from a very, very, very long time ago. It's a very old movie. I was like, that's rude. Um, I was born in 1992, so... Oh, come on. You're a baby compared to us. <laughs> I'm rude. With Dom I know, and I are out like here in the, We're the 80s babies out here. We're like technically mid to late 80s in in the between right yeah yeah 87 <laughs> yeah yeah so the year you were born tom cruise was getting paid 12 and a half million dollars like the year dom and i were born is probably getting paid a million yeah that's 11.5 million dollars in between us ldg <laughs> Probably more if you think about inflation or less. There you go. More? Way more. Way more. So who are we going with? I mean, I guess we can just start crazy with um, Carrie and Dan. Craig and Carrie. A.K.A. me and Dom. (laughs) Yes. Correct. Because I like to think of it as that's Dom as Dan strapped to the bed, and it's like I'm instead of me force feeding him cockroaches, I'm making him watch One Tree Hill and putting a microphone in his face to talk about it. And then if he threatens to do things, I threaten to get the ball gag. Yeah. So LDG, how do you feel about this storyline um, in general, but also in particular in this episode? I mean, she's just upping the crazy ante here. Um, and yeah, she's just really out, outdoing herself, um, from like physical torture to feeding him maggots, which was disgusting. <laughs> um, but then also he kind of wins at the end because. She doesn't realize that her plan sucks because it does. And she's real pissed when she figures out why it's not going to work. 
is wonderful. And Magda, how how do you feel about it? I mean, psychedelic who? She's like ten times more crazy than him. Um, I think like well, I'm I'm well not enjoying the storyline for you know what's happened to Dan, but it is a very entertaining storyline, and I am really looking forward to like. Dom's predictions about what he thinks gonna happen next. Um but yeah, it's it's I, I don't think it's like a comeback that Dom Dom was expecting. I think well this is another thing. We all enjoy we'll all freak out if Dom is about to get spoiled, but we also all now celebrate when Dom doesn't see something coming because he's so good at guessing what's going to happen. We're like, oh my God, he didn't see this coming. Great. Uh, and as you said, Dom, in the last episode, you didn't see it coming that it was Carrie that hit Dan with the car. So, um, yeah, I think it's an interesting storyline and just excited to see Dom, see how it unfolds further. Dom? We obviously need to come to you for your predictions, but I also would like to initially hear your thoughts on just how perfect her teeth are. Well, we see so much of them. It's just unbelievable, isn't it? She's, she, I, I think Invisalign not needed. She's just natural, no. mm-hmm. natural, perfect teeth um, yeah. and extremely, extremely white. So well done. Uh, what's her name? Real name? Tori DeVito. DeVito, yeah. Danny DeVito done a fantastic job um, of sorting her teeth out. That's right. I said Danny DeVito. Ha ha. Um, (laughs) This storyline is is absolutely bonkers. It is just full on crazy. And Psycho Derek, exactly like Magdalena just said, is nothing compared to this. I mean, with Psycho Derek, we at least had the... We kind of had a bit of a tell in the storyline in that the police had said, Oh yeah, we got him. And you're kind of thinking, Oh, have you? Um, and, uh, but there's no mention of that with her. And I genuinely just thought Dan had scared her off enough. She, she's, she's gone. And her plan is actually clever. It's actually like a good plan until she realizes there's a massive flaw, like turning up to Jamie's school in his car and sitting outside. Haley sees, you know, he's visible or the car's visible as it makes it look like he's there. Then when Jamie goes missing, who's going to have done it? Grandpa Dan. Exactly. Someone that Jamie has learned to trust over like the year or whatever, or however long it's been since he was last kidnapped. So perfect plan. I think it's actually really, really good, but the major flaw is that his heart is, you know, failing and he needs a new one. Um, how dare she? How dare she say that he could be better looking? How dare she? What, so where wrong. did that come from? Like, Lies. whatever. Yeah. Nanny moron. That's what we're going to call you for now on. Um, cause he's a beautiful man and we know it and he's, you know, friend of the show. Um, personal so friend. personal. Yeah. Saturday movie night. Um, and it's it's just ridiculous that she would have such comments. But yes, the 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 torture element and um everything that she's doing, just the fact that she created that room, so let's say like in our in our mind, she created that room to look like a hospital kind of ward room and then it's yeah, just leads to the outside of this rickety old house, which I would still love to be Whitey's house. I think that would be epic. Um But when it comes to what happens next at the I, I just don't believe any, like anything is going to come of it. So she's freaked out over the plan. She's got to rapidly change what she's going to do. Um, and people in those situations don't think, I mean, she, 
she seems fairly composed and collected until that point and then she's completely lost it so she's going to do something um pretty irrational next uh, and go go well i mean she's this is already pretty irrational tying a grown man to a bed and torturing him to kidnap their kid for no reason no apparent reason so far um but i i think she's going to go to that next level of crazy in the episode they're about to watch. And hopefully I think Dan is just like secretly building up strength to like, I don't know, attack her or grab her again, or even potentially kill her. He did threaten it the like the last time he encountered her. Um, uh, maybe it will be a, a point where she's least expecting it. And he just, he manages to get out of his restraints and, uh, and does it and just gets her and saves the day again. I, I think, I, I do think Jamie or Haley or, or someone needs to be involved. I'm still convinced based on Paul saying that him and Joy have this really like close relationship. They've like, I don't, you don't really see them having screen time really ever. Yeah, like throughout, for, like literally up till now, they haven't had that much screen time together, just those two. So I, I still kind of have this theory that. There's, there's got to be some sort of closeness between Haley and Dan at some point. Whether that's Haley gets kidnapped with Jamie or Haley gets kidnapped and she's, you know, being threatened by crazy nanny Carrie. Um, and Dan ends up saving her. I'm not sure, but I, I think Dan is going to rescue someone again, whether that be Jamie again or Haley and kind of make things all right. And it will ultimately end with. <sighs> Potentially, I'm gonna. Shall I go for it? Shall I stick with my conviction? Okay, do it. I think he's gonna kill her. Tell us if you're going with murder. We want to know methodology, weapon. Just give us some. Give us specifics or self-defense or whatever. Uh, But just you think think that death is happening? Let's leave the specifics to Magda. You know, post mortem. Well, I wanted to say, are you dumb? suggesting that Paul has potentially spoiled you and do I have to put him on my hit list? I like Paul Johansson. I don't want to do this. I don't don't want to put Paul at risk. So I don't think Paul has has said anything. I I just think that him saying that he's close with, with Joy. You sounded genuinely concerned. I'm worried about him now. I might have to text him or something um i genuinely think that because he said that he's close to joy and i think other people like other ravens so i'm going to put you all in the frame now have said that they you know they've they've kind of always had a close bond and this that and the other i i think it's going to be based on like the now like the maybe going into the season so he kind of rescues her in some way and then they as characters they have more time together as a thank you as a you know whatever we'll look after you when you've had your transplant that sort of thing because I think that's still on the cards as well. And I've got a question t- to go with your kind of predict. Well, not prediction, a comment you made when you were speaking about the storyline. Uh, you said that Nanny Carey's trying to, you know, kidnap Jamie. And you said, for now, for no apparent reason. Do you think we'll ever, like, have, like, we'll figure out why she's so obsessed with Jamie? Or is this just going to be, she's psycho and that's it? I mean, we know she's psycho, so we've got that down. So that's that's a big tick, isn't it? But um, I, there's got to be some reason. Like, we eventually got the reason from Psycho Derek, like, and why he was the way he was and why he was obsessed with Peyton. Um, 
and that was off the back of a death wasn't it of his girlfriend and, and, and like that tragedy and he'd was it a car crash he'd caused car it crash yeah yeah, yeah. And, it, and it was all a bit like extra traumatic seeing a girl that looks like his uh you know sadly past girlfriend and you know takes it to the extreme and it's terrifying and scary but um i can't help but feel we're going to have like a similar pathway in that nanny Carrie had a son or maybe lost a child or had to put a kid up for adoption because you know she came from a strict religious family and you know you can't have a you know kid out of wedlock and she was a burden on everyone or you know maybe it reminds her of a little brother she had and the little brother died and you know that's why she wants to kidnap him but she does refer to herself as the mum not the sister so it would make more sense if it was if there was a like if she had a child that or like or and lost the child for for whatever reason but i don't know I, oh I, she I'll could stick- just see like like everyone else that Haley's a terrible mom so she's like i'll do a better job even if i'm a psycho <laughs> yeah there you go if anything doing the world a favor i'm doing this kid a favor i'm actually going to look after him well we will see. I just want to bring this point up because you just mentioned Haley there, and I don't want to forget. But did anybody else question the fact that what what time does school finish for kids? Three three p.m. three thirty, depending where you're at, about that time, right? So Haley's able to go and pick him up. But should she not be at the high school teaching? at that exact point or also just finishing at that time. So she might not teach last period. So you can just go, you can just go home. (laughs) You can just go home because I mean, I figured that even if you don't teach, right, you're supposed to have that period to lesson plan or mark or do whatever. But no, she, she can just leave. I mean, she leaves for lunch. She's in, I just, it's just a question. Well, at least this time she comes back and she has like that after school thing with Q. So at least she's doing something. I mean, Does Nathan she... doesn't even have a job. So why yeah, didn't he but... pick him up? Yeah, she pops out to pick him up to bring him back to the gym where Nathan's playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> well, the comeback is more important than Haley's career, teaching career, which she doesn't even like to, you know. Well, Magda, let's go. Let's go to you. Who, who, where do you want to go? What Fred next? To be honest, can we just please do um, what was it, Leighton, or as I like to call them, Pukas? Because I just want to get them out of the way. I could have easily done this episode without them being in it, especially like when they are together. When they're like with other people, I don't mind them as much. But when they're together. It's so cringy and like, oh God, I just hate it. I don't know what it is, but like, maybe I'm a hater. Okay, I'm a hater. But also, I just know, I just feel like I'm almost like, feel like the reason why Peyton always goes through so much shit is because, um, oh my God, Hillary is really good at playing miserable when she's happy. She's just not that great of an actress i don't know what it is i just don't all of their interaction are just making me want to roll my eyes i see what (laughs) you're saying like i noticed 
like I have no, like a few notes at least about everyone else. I only have one note for them because it was just so boring. I was so yeah. fucking bored by them. <laughs> Literally so fucking bored. I did not care. I'll just get but them cool, out of my screen. Cool, you're happy now. We can spend 30 seconds on it and then I don't give a shit. <laughs> my one note was okay, the jumping on the bed thing is like kind of cute. But the thing I liked about the jumping on the bed thing is, you know, Lucas says, my mom would tell me, stop that. If you break it, you're sleeping on the floor for the rest of your life. And it, when it cuts to Jamie, Haley says the exact same thing. I just liked that because it like showed Haley and Lucas's friendship where like Karen used to say this thing and now Haley says it because she spent so much time in their house with their family. Yeah. So I that's thought that the, was cute. That's the only thing that saved this. It's yep. the only thing. Mm-hmm. Alici, I wanted to just like fast forward over now the first few minutes when they're together. It's just like, please just get off my screen. <laughs> I have a question about the jumping on the bed thing. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry <laughs> that you're here for this. Magda and LDG, but I can't not ask a question that I would have asked normally, you know, just because there are ravens here, because that would be disingenuous content. Um, the Dom, do you think Chad, he reads in the script, I've got to bounce up and down the bed in my boxer shorts. Now, gravity is a thing, right? And things can flail around do you think underneath his boxes which are quite baggy he was wearing a tight uh you know like cycling shorts or something to keep everything packed in so that when you're jumping up and down there's nothing distracting happening or you know just popping out of the bottom and hanging some brain what do you think uh, i think a lot of duct tape um, <laughs> it's just that sounds tape, painful. Tape <laughs> Duct tape. Yeah, that sounds very painful to take off. <laughs> Who says he takes it off? <laughs> oh, but so it, he still has duct tape like 20 years later, 12 years it's later? It's never left. It's never Permanent. left. And, and, for, and for some reason, it That's gives the him smell. a magical hairline. <laughs> <laughs> it's the secret every man's been wanting to know. In all seriousness, though, I bet that that did actually happen. Like, I bet that he was wearing, like, tight underwear underneath the boxer shorts because that would be happening. Like, things would just be flailing around. And it, could gotta... be, it could be something similar to, like, sometimes when actors do, like, nude scenes, they kind of have, like, these skin-colored, like, almost, like, tight. So yeah, something they're, like, like that flesh, they're called yeah. fleshies, I think, where it's, yeah. like... Babe, I'm like I'm telling okay. you for real. He must have blatantly had something tight on to to for it not to be distracting. But <laughs> I wonder if that's like, yeah, I, I bet it was actually quite an awkward scene to uh to shoot <laughs> because jumping up and down in bed on a bed in your underwear is quite an unnatural thing to do. I imagine it was. That's what I was thinking during it. I was like, I bet this was actually quite awkward to to film. I mean, nothing will ever be more awkward than their first encounter in a bedroom, will it? Where he's like, I want all of you or whatever. That was just horrible. Hand on the heart. I yeah. Want this. I want all so, of this. Yeah, I'll I'll take the jumping on the bed over that any day. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Okay. Well, what is there much else to say 
about I mean, I don't know. It depends whether we want to go into them with different people or we want to... Co- I think it's better to talk about their interactions with other people when we're talking about their storylines, as in, like, when we're talking about Hayley and, and uh, Jamie and Nathan, then we can, like, say, oh, Lucas, Kimmy. I think that makes more sense. But as far as them two, that's pretty much it. Like, they're moving in together. Great. Whatever. Go and... Have a great time. I don't know. I just their storyline was the least interesting to me this episode, and there's so much to talk about in this episode that I don't want to waste time on them. Personally, like I said, I was bored. Yes. <laughs> the only thing bored. I do I do want to mention is um, it's not the first time that they've used Jamie as a um, kind of like almost as an instrument of flashback for Lucas because he does look very like you know Lucas and there's a similarity and he's like when I was a kid he used to jump on the bed and then you see Jamie jumping on the bed and we've done that before like when I was a kid he used to be in the car with Keith and my mom would drive far and you see Jamie and that's that's kind of Jamie is used as this instrument of this is the Lucas flashback and this is you know what his life will become and that sort of thing so I just wanted to note that um but yes incredibly boring pairing um the only thing is is that they're just just too happy and Peyton isn't allowed to be happy there's not been a season when she's been happy and Mm. it's just not allowed so something tragic's got to happen at some point or something devastatingly bad has got to happen the sooner Um, the better please (laughs) (laughs) wow Wow. well she does love murder so yeah there you go um so i i can't help but feel that um uh pucus is uh days are numbered okay well Well. he's gonna propose propose to brooke next i told you i hope so we'll see we'll see we'll see where where do you want to go dom what shall we head into brooke is that a good place to go next yeah let's talk about brooke I mean, oh man, can yeah. we get Dom to sign up? Size, yeah, go ahead, Dom. Yeah, like, the like Colonel the spoke, <laughs> Colonel <laughs> spoke. Yeah, yeah, let's get it. Well, uh, we see Brooke uh post battering at the shop. Unfortunately, somebody broke in uh while she's about to leave. I mean, technically, post they didn't break in. Battering, did you I mean, have to? Did you have to say it like that? <laughs> what is what happened? She that she, she got, got a battering. She, she got knocked about in the shop. It then... needs to be said like that, did it? Oh, oh, I wasn't making light of it. She did. Maybe she it made her sound like she just got like fucked up by in Green Street by the West Ham boys. Like you're making it sound like it might have been battered. She got. I don't know. Battering, mate. Was... Did you see her? She got battered. Yeah, Smashed like. Up. She was assaulted, Dominic. She was assaulted violently and horrifically, and it is a crime, and it's something to take serious. And I do not like your lack of disrespect. I mean, over there, they actually call it assault and battery, so she got battered. (laughs) (laughs) It's only over here that we call it GBH. (laughs) And also, while I'm at it, Magda... You are not, you don't run things here, okay? You were invited to the Zoom. You're on it. Yeah, you're all brave because your friend's here, okay? (laughs) But listen, okay? We brought you into this world and we can take you out. We'll take you out. I'll send Ed over there and I don't know what will Ed do, Dom? Back me up. Make me sound threatening. Pigeon King, the shit out of you. (laughs) 
I dare you to try. What didn't Ed say something about me being his favorite funny person or something? So I don't know if he's going to help you. I just, so I don't think you can question Ed's loyalty to Dom and I. I really don't think it's questionable. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I genuinely think it goes Colonel me. No, then, then maybe you and him have the boys. You have the boys. What kind of a friend are you to be putting him in the situation to pick between you two and me? That's a nice thing. I think we're best friends. (laughs) friends. (laughs) Magda, we love you. We just don't respect you. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. I'm still waiting for, for, for Dominic to carry on with his synopsis. He just said she was battered. That's all we know. I'm sorry. I'm Jake Magda. We love you. We know. I gave you a jersey. I gave you my dazzle cloth jersey. Never seen you wear it. Never even seen it. For all we it's know, it's in the bin. It's eBay. literally in the box underneath my bed with like stuff like, oh, this is a dress I wore to this occasion that I don't, doesn't fit me anymore. But this I can't sell because because it's a memory thing. So it's like in a very. It's in a special box. In, yes, in a oh, very special. Man. Yes, that's cute. That's, that's sweet. Nice. Mine's okay. thrown in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> so I don't see it often, but that's because like just that box doesn't get open a lot because it just has like memory-driven clothing in it. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Okay, go on. Come on, Dom, to do things. Come on. What I'll, happens I'll just... to Brooke? What happened well, to Brooke, Dom? Like fish in a chip shop. She's battered good and proper way <laughs> oh god quick aside get... <sighs> quick aside there is a fish and chips shop here in new york run by british people um and it is actually called a salt like assault and battery <laughs> excellent perfect see simon it's this is common common knowledge. It's good. It's good. It's so good. I'll say it again. Brooke <laughs> has been battered. Um, she was um, confronted while she was leaving the store and the store was robbed um, and they took uh, the computer, uh, some other things, some cash from the register and her designs. Um, and she's at home and she's black and blue like big time and purple she's messed up and it's sad really sad to see um and she calls someone and we're like, who's she calling and um funny enough the person she calls is deb the person that she asked for advice for is 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 deb but deb was a business owner and has had all sorts of troubles um but essentially really only wants deb for her gun and her gun knowledge i found it random yeah that makes sense yeah. now i thought why why call Deb? Like I love Deb. I'm all I'm with it, but it seems odd like, to me. Deb Deb was like maybe a mentally abused wife. Is that the angle they were playing with this? I also I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I see it kind of like you know, when when so obviously we we've now met um oh my god, I'm blanking out or her mum's name. Victoria. Victoria. We've now met Victoria and yes. And um, so we know how obviously her relationship with her mom isn't great. And 
I think like this interaction of her going to Deb is kind of reminds me of like season one when she was like kind of getting close to Karen. Like she wants that like maternal relationship that she doesn't have with her own mom. So I thought it was a little bit, why are you laughing, Dominic? It's, I'm sorry. No, because you're hilarious. Because <laughs> I think Victoria is the best character. So I, just, I can't wait to talk about Victoria. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of like the businesswoman and like the fact that she's went through, I guess, well, quite difficult things before. And yes, she knows how to use a gun. But I think it's also like that. It's like that maternal bond almost. Like we haven't seen them interact, but I think like I actually like really liked that she reached out to Deb. It yeah, wasn't that's how I something thought. I, would... I really liked it. Yeah, I just think it was great. And yeah, to me, part of it is like, this is because Karen's gone fucked off to wherever in the world she is. Um, so yeah, so I think it's like cool that she's reached out to Deb. And I think part of it is because it's like a maternal figure. So, so do you think if Karen had been around, Karen would have got that call? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I think with Mm. she did have like because even when we had that like when Karen came back for Lucas's wedding she did like obviously go into the store and speak to them I think yeah it's she, and Brooke oh, enjoyed obviously like that relationship that they had so potentially I guess yeah the, the gun that wouldn't happen with Karen but I think I'm just saying the gun isn't the only reason that she called Deb in my opinion and I think it's great that she did call Deb. How how do you feel about Brooke's storyline, LDG? I also like that she went to Deb, and I agree. the The gun is part of it; like, it's definitely part of it. But also, yeah, that she's the only like older kind of maternal figure that's even around, as far as we know, that isn't. Victoria because obviously she doesn't think highly of Victoria at this time so of course she's not going to go to Victoria because well we see um but yeah it was just it was very brutal they the makeup for the bruises was very brutal um and I just one thing I noticed is Brooke constantly is saying, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And you see her in bed alone. She's not crying. So she's officially put up this, like, mental, like, like she turned into you, Dom. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She turned into you and isn't going to cry, even though she was beaten within an inch of her life. Um and just That's to a- see that change in her, because Brooke is one of the more emotionally vulnerable characters where, like, we've seen her cry a lot, but this time she ain't crying. Mm. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, and also just, I think it was so unbelievable that anyone would believe that she just fell down the stairs. Like, you don't get grit marks on your arms yes. from falling yes, down it's, the stairs it's literally handprints it's handprints yeah, you see like the fingers yes. yeah 
And also, how are you hitting your, how are you falling down the stairs head first, but your nose isn't bruised, but your eyes are. When nose is obviously like the first. body part that's sticking out. So that's the first thing that you're going to hit. But your nose is completely your nose fine. Is you be got two, yes. And you, your nose is fine, but you've got two black eyes. I guess like so far, like, I mean, technically in this episode, it's only Deb that's seen her and then Peyton. And then with Peyton's interaction with her, I don't know, like, it could be that I always have a bit of a, like, dilemma. Is she pretending that she's believing Brooke so she's not pushing her? And she's kind of, like, giving her space, like, yeah, I'm going to pr- pretend I, I, I'm buying your lie and you can speak to me about this when you're ready. Or is she just dumb? And I'm sorry, but I'm kind of leaning towards that, like, she is not the brightest bulb. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think, like, with every rewatch of One to Hill, I've never, like, Peyton has never been my favourite. Like, with every re- rewatch, she kind somehow, I like her less and less. I don't know what it is. Alicia, like, with every rewatch, Alicia was like, can you please just get off my screen? Thank you. I feel like it's also kind of maybe not dumb, but right now she's in her like she's all blissed out and whatever. Like engagement so bliss. She's just like yes. so maybe she Thanks. she's like she does care about Brooke and she is concerned that she's hurt, but she is not really questioning anything right now because everything is happy. She's like in a day. She's like yeah, in a day. So when when Brooke says I you know I got caught in the sheets and I fell down the stairs and Peyton's just like. Because nothing bad in this world could possibly happen. And it was an accident. People don't hurt people. So I don't know. I and don't you know would think what it was. with with Peyton's experience, she's been hurt. She's been attacked by psychedelic. We're, we're bringing out psychedelic a lot today. She was attacked by psychedelic, but she sees Brooke in this state. He thinks she wasn't attacked. She just fell down the stairs. Yeah. She knows what the bruises look like, or at least some of them. And yeah. Wow. That was my thoughts. Dom, what do you have any predictions for Brooke? Obviously it ends with her at the gun range with Deb getting a couple shots off, emptying a clip. What do you have any predictions? Um, well, I think she's doing that for sort of self preservation. Uh, and she's at that point of numbness where, you know, it, it, maybe it's gone too far. Everything, everything up to this point has been um, like a challenge, and this is the next, you know, biggest challenge that she's going to face. And the fact that the designs were stolen um, makes me think that Victoria has led this somehow, uh, and maybe her plan is to confront Victoria with a weapon. Um, and I, I think the reason she hasn't reported it to the police is for that exact reason as well. Not that she wants to confront Victoria with a weapon, but the fact that she knows that this has come from. Victoria, or, or at least she thinks that. All I can think of is a few good men of you better pick up a weapon and stand, <laughs> stand a post. A post. <laughs> Either way, I don't give it. Sorry, okay. Damn, Victoria, what you think you are entitled to? <laughs> um, I mean, good reenactment of that, by the way. Good reenactment. <laughs> it was great. You, you mean on the podcast? Oh, I haven't listened yes, back to that yet. I almost wanted to skip to hear that bit to hear <laughs> the impressions. Yeah, thank you. Go on, Magda. Um, I think Brooke says that. To, well, 
she says that oh she doesn't want to say because she doesn't want to get the police and press involved but does she not say that she does think that it was victoria oh, I, does she? I don't know i'm not even but like she definitely she's already you know when she's leaving the store she's like locking it but in episode one when she's speaking to Millie, she's like lock them like what's like you know make sure that the designs are always under the key because victoria's like planning something so it's like obviously she probably didn't see this coming but she's like she was expecting victoria to do something so it just makes sense and as lauren said she doesn't have a great um she doesn't think very great about victoria so mm. yeah she just, uh, just doesn't like her her opinions of, of victoria incredibly low you know i i mean it would be amazing if victoria went no it wasn't nothing it was nothing to do with me and it was just a general robbery but given you know the state of affairs with the, the business and what happened in the last episode you kind of think this is a setup and and has, this has happened that way this way um i still think the girl that was robbing in the shop is um crucial or key to something. Sure. Um, I don't know what. Like she needs to like reappear at some point, and I don't know because because she had that encounter with her. It, it seems like a completely pointless encounter unless she's planted there for a reason. So it'd be interesting to see if she comes back. Well, maybe we... if Haley's at the school a bit more, we'll find out. But <laughs> maybe if she did her job. Maybe yeah. if she did her job. Never. She can't even be a parent. And we will see what happens. Should we talk about? Should we talk about Nathan? I mean, Nathan is going to kind of. I don't want to say bleed over because no pun intended, but into you. Really, should we tackle it? I think it's time. Think, we need I to make we sure start. we. We need to make sure we have enough uh, time to to get into it. I will just quickly. I realize I had I. Don't know whether it's because I just don't have many stories left or because of I don't know. It's been a bit of a it's not been the best time for me lately. But I don't think I've shared a story in a while and I have a small, quick, funny one that I was reminded of when Nathan was playing basketball. So he's on the sidelines and Skills says something along the lines of, Can anyone run this you know, run this play right? And Nathan's like, I'll give it a shot. And he takes his shirt off and he gets in there. And so they're playing shirts versus skins. And instantly I had the flashback. So when I first started getting into playing basketball, uh, I was in like my early 20s, I think, around there. And I and I was starting to get better and starting to get better. And I was playing in like a like a semi-serious scrimmage uh here in my town and i'd like got friendly with a guy that was running it and it was with guys that could really play and they were kind of teaching me and taking me under their wing and it's going quite well and i'm getting in there and whatever and but it's not like a an officially run thing where there's like we're gonna sort out the teams and here's bibs and whatever you know do, do they call it bibs in america ldg for if you're gonna put on like a a top to show one team's orange, one team's blue or whatever. What do you call that instead of a bib? Uh, like you put in a, like a vest on. Yeah. 
over your shirt? I don't even know if we have like a word for it like that. Lauren, I love how they're basically still in our segment, which is us, the American. <laughs> what yes. just we predominantly have an American audience. But Dom, <laughs> what would you what would you call it? A sport like a sports top to just differentiate the two teams, right? Yeah, that'll do. There's none of that here, so instead <laughs> um, they're like you would call it a, a penny. I think that's what we call it. I'm trying to remember to when I played soccer, like. 15 years ago, um, <laughs> 20 years ago. Um, I think it's a penny. So that way, like half of you just throw it on and the other half keep whatever you already had on. Yeah, right. Exactly. But you're clothed. You're clothed, right? Now, the, the guy called H starts separating the teams out. And I've been there for a while. So, you know, I know I'm sort of knowing, knowing people and whatever. And there's me and this other guy that's also, everyone's sort of in their 20s. There's me and this other guy that I could also tell, um, you know, let's just say when we're not exactly body confident, you know, it's not like crazy, like overweight or anything like that, but just like, you know, not body confident at all. I don't want to be taking my shirt off. And so as they're separating the teams, I'm like inside just begging the universe to let me be on the team that gets to keep their clothes on or less to keep their shirt on and it's also i'm young as well like like i said i'm probably like 24 ish maybe maybe even 25 24 25 like i didn't it's not like a point where i felt like i could be like oh excuse me to one side you know actually you're not that body confident would you mind could i maybe go on that it's not that environment or i'm not feeling that way and of course, me and the other guy that I also could see, we were almost looking at each other like, oh, fuck, fuck's <laughs> sake. And of course, both of us got put on the skins team. So what do you have to do? You just have to do it. So I had to I just took my shirt off and here I am playing a game where literally if anything can jiggle, it's going to jiggle and move around <laughs> because you're jumping up and down in extreme close proximity to uh everybody else and i was like mortified like i played the game it was fine um by the end of it i was probably you know whatever but i remember telling effie when i got home i was like i had to play with no shirt (laughs) which she probably thought was very funny but fortunately for nathan he was all right because the the man's got a six-pack and abs and whatever and good for him good for him but I really hope that this must be a thing of the past because I also have memories in secondary school of us having to do this where the teachers, when we were, I don't know, between the ages of 11 to 16, it would just be like, okay, your skins, your shirts, and you just play with your shirt off. And that surely does not happen now, right? In 2023, no teachers telling a group of boys to just take their shirts off right uh, they can't be surely okay i i assume not so when did they stop doing that like what year was that people were like that's fucking bullshit because it's <laughs> not that the long off, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not that long ago though is it we was in we left school in 2003 20 years ago in fact yes this year we left 
secondary school, what we call high school, whatever, 20 years ago. That's not a long period of time. So if they were still doing it then, when did it happen? 2004, 2005, 2006. This is a long game all the way to 2023. Well, isn't season six basically like, what, 2007, 2008? I don't know. The year, I always get confused, but... It's, so, yeah, so they're still doing it, and like, yeah. If there's someone out there that has a kid in a school or works in a school or whatever, or has any idea when this became taboo, please let us know because I'm genuinely interested. Before we go on, I was gonna say sorry. I'm just thinking because we're almost going into like, you know, um, Nathan's storyline and Haley's, and then we're gonna. Okay. Go That's into memory gonna what I was going to say is, should we maybe tackle Deb and skills first? So then we can like, because they do have seen, I'm trying to be serious for once in my life. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I'm I just done, think I'm like done, it makes sense sharing. to speak. No, let's get back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, back to business. Yeah, I am I literally. This is. I've never been so so <laughs> like conscious about the time we have because there's just so mm-hmm. much stuff to no, about, no, and I'm there's like, not enough. <laughs> I speak to a therapist on my own time. Sorry. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Let's talk I'll, about I'll fiction. You, no, let's talk about fiction. Lauren's gonna give you a discussion. Oh, I'll give you a free session, and then Thank you can you. just tell me how you're feeling right now. No, it's good. That's good. No, that's good. Now, I really want to get back to the important thing, which is fictional characters. Um, so let's let's get back they're to all, that. They're very body confident. Yeah, they all have six packs, and uh, you know, it was it was very clear to me when Q was sat in talking to Haley when he was in the classroom. They had a really nice conversation talking about Lay Miz and all of that. <laughs> He had a lot of like uh, forehead wrinkles, and I was thinking, no, well, that's because you're like a 30 year old man, and that's no shots taken. You know, obviously, I've got all kinds of crow's feet and wrinkles and whatever because I also am in my mid 30s now. But it's just funny because, you know, obviously, he's meant to be playing someone like Did I? Age. I might have mentioned this on like a watch along because when I was on Q, wasn't in season five, episode one, but basically, Robbie is. I think seven or eight years older than James and then four years older than like Lucas and Haley. <laughs> so he's playing the teenager when they're like the, you know, adults, quote unquote, and his teachers and his his um coaches and he's older than the core the whole core five. So Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well go on, go on, Magda. No, I just, sorry, I just wanted to say that I think it would be good if we tackle Deb and skills because that then goes into like Deb's skills. Then we've got Jamie and and then Nathan Haley and that goes into Q because I feel like we do have to finish on Q. Go, go for it. Go, go, talk to us. I mean, I'm I'm so bad at synopsis. I I love when Dom just does a synopsis. So I don't know. Can you, can you do it again for us, please? I can certainly try. Um, so we'll, we'll go with Deb, like Deb and Q. So Deb, we know is in and out supporting, uh, Brooke and, um, but mostly her story is regarding, um, skills in this episode. Skills turns up in the morning and is sort of greeted at the door, um, uh, by Haley kind of unexpectedly. He wasn't expecting Haley to be there. Um, kind of because you would have assumed at that her own house would have, would have been at a school by now, but, um, <laughs> 
if not um he he walks in sees deb is kind of all like yeah yeah on the chirps but then all of a sudden um uh hayley appears and it's like oh you know i just i was in the neighborhood in the area i thought i'd pop in and say hi um and then hayley disappears he sort of gets offered breakfast and he he goes over to deb and he gets caught by jamie kissing deb but he they they try and style it out he tries to say oh yeah yeah let me have a look uh and like kind of pretend he's like looking at a teeth or something like that um uh, and try to style it out and then basically skills is living with dilemma he doesn't know how to you know to, to tell his friends um mostly um nathan that he's seeing his mum um and uh deb kind of in, in the same way is, is having a similar dilemma in that um jamie is questioning it and you know he has got big ears and he's you know he even tries to measure them um and he's listening to everything that is being said and he's you know quite astute and uh picks up on things you know i think kids do generally anyway and he uh says to deb you know do you love uncle skills and you know i i think jamie's full of those sorts of questions in this episode because he even says to lucas did you love um did you love my mom before? And it was like, the obvious answer was absolutely yes. But he Jamie didn't. calls everyone out in this episode. Yeah, 100%. Yes. I think he, I that think is he everyone. Really he reads them all to filth. It's brilliant. It's like, yeah. I actually and think, he breaks the fourth wall. Does he look, he looks at the camera. He does. Yeah. yeah. They said the last nanny was crazy or like, they thought the last nanny was crazy. Yeah. Ooh. Cheeky. I wonder if that was an outtake that made it in. You, <laughs> you think know. he's improving? Can you imagine? He's just, <laughs> just <laughs> falling. <laughs> he is really um, good this episode. Like, uh, I was thinking, I was like, I swear. I, this is such a British thing to say. I, was going, I swear down, I swear down that he, I found him annoying at some point, And I'm yet to find it. Like, I actually find him quite charming, if anything, <laughs> and a good comic relief and a good break. So maybe I, you know, my memory will be jogged at some point. But at the moment, I, I'm enjoying Jamie, and I think the actor is doing a, a stellar job. Nice. Um, uh, Brooke, not Brooke, um, Deb and Skills actually have a grown-up conversation. And they say this is our first, like, proper grown-up conversation. And they're talking about Brooke, but Skills doesn't know yet. And he offers advice. Um, and it's a nice moment. It's a good moment between them. I, I think they're a nice little couple. And hopefully they last, you know, a little bit. But, yeah, that's all I've got to say on them, really. I just this loved is- when um, Nathan's, like, telling Skills, like... <laughs> I hate that my mom's dating some internet freak guy. Mm. And Skills is like, does she seem satisfied? And Nathan's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you asking me that for? What What a stupid fucking question. <laughs> you've, Dominic, you've missed out on like a crucial scene with oh, Deb. I? Why is Deb tired and having naps all the time? Oh, yes, because she's not taking drugs she's having lots of sex she's having sex i just love nathan's reactions throughout the entire episode whenever like these things come up she's like because apparently they're not your mother's because she's having sex and nathan's like ew what (laughs) it's such a like it's obviously like we've already said so much happens in this episode but like we've got quite a lot of 
and obviously it's a heavy episode, especially at the end, and like the stuff with Q and with Brooke. But then we've got like all those little comic relief moments, and like that one's probably my favorite when first, you know, Heli barges into Deb's room and she's like, I'm not gonna have a junkie in this house. And she's like, What? Like, I've been having sex, I'm not taking any pills. And then when they have like the kind of like an intervention with Nathan and they sit down and have that like talk when Haley's like, Well, what's been happening and we know like the the pills what's what's with the pills and i know it's not there because she's having sex so it's uh it's such a great moment though as well like nathan then kind of calling like having a little dig at her being like well contra- contrary to like other people like i can take pills without turning into a junkie and then looks at them so it's such a great scene and i, Actually... I completely forgot that scene was in this episode so when we were watching it like on the watch along, I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad this scene is in this episode <laughs> because it's just hilarious. There, there seems to be overuse of the word junkie. I actually hate the word junkie. Uh, I think it's I like, it's really harsh, like unnecessary. Like, so I, I'm not going to have, you know, a, a, a drug addict doing this. That would have, that would have sufficed. That would have done. But it seems like the writers have made a really conscious decision, decision to keep saying the word junkie and keep putting it in. You know, it's, it's kind of like when Dan says it, it's a little bit more, you know, he's trying to be hurtful. And then when Haley says it, it's like, well, you're just being a bit ignorant. Mm, it's just me. Mm, yeah. yeah. I just, it's, I just it's, it's, don't it's, like it. Uh, unnecessarily mean because, mm. especially because Deb, is there every day looking after jamie and doing whatever else you know around the house so it's like what there's no there's no need to have that approach or for there to be any malice in it and fair play to deb for kind of like just sort of holding her own really and not reacting in a fuck off i'm not even taking it you silly little bitch it's your husband oh so i like that she calls nathan Oh, your husband has been having back problems there saying Nathan. Like so it's more like a call out for to Haley. Does that make sense? Like it's more like it's not Nathan, it's your husband. Why are you not noticing it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Spot on. Also, this is a very like minor um thing, but I've noticed when I was watching it the, the episode this time. We all know Barbara is absolutely stunning. And they dressed her, put her in because it cuts off like at her, like the waist is like empire waist, I guess. It's like at her bo- just under her boobs. It makes her lose her shape. And she's like, I was please, who did this to her? She's literally like one of the most beautiful women on the show. And they put her in a dress that makes her look a bit shape. Like from boobs down, the shape is just gone. It's just not nice. Sorry, I just wanted to say it. I've got a screenshot on the, of the dress on her and I'm not. Impressed, but always love Barbara, of course. Friend of the show, <laughs> absolutely. Friend of the show, okay. Do you have any predictions, Dom? Um, well, I think we're getting closer to um, skills being announced as the, the little relationship weirdo, um, the, the porn freak. So, uh, I think that will, that will come out soon next episode a few episodes away um i'm not sure the secrets of it all has got you know longevity i think that will 
happen fairly soon in that it will come out. I, I, I don't see it being a relationship like mega lasting though. Part of me really wants it to, but part of me can't see it. So I'm not sure. Might have to come back to me on that one, but I think Nathan's going to react and then go, Hey, skills is a cool guy. It's fine. You know, I kind of live with that. It's all good. Let's move on. Or like I said, like Nathan's going to already know. You know, maybe Jamie will let slip now because Jamie definitely knows. But um, <laughs> Nathan's almost certainly going to go, yeah, we know. You've been hanging around the house a bit, you know, more than usual. And um, Deb's been really happy lately. So I guess it's you. <laughs> Just don't do and it when, Jamie. When you, Lauren, mentioned that scene where, like, Nathan talks to Skills and Skills is saying, oh, is she satisfied? And before I think it's just, I don't know if it's the same thing. I think that's the same scene where Jamie is like, Nathan asks skills, oh, what's, go- what, what's up skills? What's going on skills? And then Jamie's like, yeah, what's up skills? Like, what's going on? Like, like I said, he's just calling everyone out. He's calling Lucas out. He's calling skills out. He's calling Deb out. Cause he's like, yeah, you were kissing and two skills. What's going on to Lucas? Have you like, he's just, yeah. So he's like, yeah, what's going on? So he's like almost pushing both Deb and Skills to fess up to what they're doing. Hmm. He's become the character that, like, knows all the things and just keeps them in his little tiny pocket (laughs) until he needs to bring them out. Either in his tiny pocket or another screenshot I have from this episode when Hayley picks him up from school. Is he not in, like, preschool? Why is his back pack almost the size of him he's a tiny child <laughs> to, to be fair, and what we... does he need to bring to school at this age for my him habit. to have a backpack this size my it's my son it. has a has a backpack that he's gonna he starts nursery soon and it's like the size of him so it's just okay. a cute little person thing you know okay i'm sorry i don't have children so <laughs> sorry about that but I just thought, I'm not saying it as a bad thing. It just looks so funny because it's literally like almost the size of him. So, I mean, Nani Kari could just basically come over, steal the backpack off him and then put him in the backpack and run there off. There you go. There you go. Perfect crime. So. Figure you to be getting into the criminal mindset. <laughs> I'm just saying if, if Jamie gets kidnapped this time, it's on Haley because why did she buy him a backpack big enough to get him kidnapped in just just saying right let's let's jump on to uh nathan and Haley because like yes things are coming time is coming on us quickly and uh we need to to crack on because we want to get proper judgments in so let's let's shoot through through nathan and nathan and Haley and and a little bit with jamie as well so Haley's doing her thing, going around here, there, and everywhere. S- sees Lucas. Lucas comes around the house. They find out about, um, uh, she finds out about uh, the engagement and it's all really exciting. And, you know, I think Nate, uh, Lucas is kind of doing the rounds and telling everyone, you know, she's going to move in, want to move in. And Peyton goes and tells Brooke, you know, oh, he's asked me to move in and all that stuff. We're going to get an engaged. Um, and then Haley. It's kind of playing on the piano and Jamie's going to scare her, but she's, you know, can either see him in the reflection of the piano or, you know, knows he's there and they make a little joke out of it. And it's, it's a nice moment. She's being a, a good mom in this episode. I will say, um, it doesn't happen often. So let's give her credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. And then, um, he says that he wants to make a cape because Q had said, 
early on he really likes his cape thinks it's really cool so um uh, like maybe q would like like a cape as well and Haley's like that's a great idea let's go and do it of course absolutely zero concept of time you think she'd kind of be practicing the piano like maybe at like eight eight o'clock in the evening let's say because you know that he's picked she's picked like Jamie up from school, he's gone and had dinner, like or he's gone to basketball, then gone and had a bit of dinner, getting ready for bed or something like that, and she'd be playing the piano. But no, no, it's like still apparently, you know, time to go and make a cape for a grown adult that you haven't measured. Um <laughs> and then um uh <laughs> so that that's quite a nice scene, they're doing that. Uh Nathan has quite a lot of scenes um sort of in and out with different people um but the scenes that he has with jamie jamie says you know you should join um this basketball team because it's close to home and it would be you know really good but we see that nathan is still having problems with his back and there's the scene where um what's his name jamie is actually standing on his back and then we get the kind of callback reference to jumping on the bed you know you, you you're not jumping on the bed anymore so you're jumping on your pop i think she says um and then he he says yeah you should you should have a go as well and she's like oh maybe i will and it was a bit like oh okay and then she <laughs> stands on his stands on his back um and yeah he you can see he's in a lot of pain the whole drug thing happens they go and see a doctor doctor says you know you you could play in the nba for, for 10 years or whatever and be fine or you could you know like not walk again and be in a sticky situation so there we are. I think I think we got there. Did we get there? Anything I missed? I think do? the only not crucial thing, but you, I think she sees Jamie in the reflection. But then when Lucas comes in, she smells him, which again proves that Chad smells nice, but Lucas stinks. Sorry, it's it's the duct tape stinky. <laughs> it's a character <laughs> choice, also. Yeah, because he smells good in real life, so it's method. Yeah, acting. that's why I said yeah. Chad, Chad smells nice, but Lucas is a different story. Oh, yes. What were you going to say, Lauren? Nothing. Nothing. No. <laughs> she hates them all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the family moments they have in this episode. It's. I feel like we don't get it often enough, and maybe that's just me, but I like we're actually seeing them as like a family and we also, you know, get like Haley Nathan being really cute. Like when she's like, hey, 23, call me. <laughs> like them but, being playful as a family unit. Need to change my jersey number. Yeah. <laughs> you brought up this scene. I don't know what it is. Maybe this is just me. Normally we always say that like Bethany Joel Lenz is one of the best actresses on the show. But that scene where she's like, oh, the, like, the boy, like, because of the cue says, like, calls Nathan sexy, basically, or something. And then Haley says, like, yeah, um, the boy does look good on the court. And then he says, like, the 23 call me. That scene. And then the other scene where, um, she talks to Nathan saying that it bothers her that Dan keeps coming around the school. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is with the delivery with those two lines. I didn't like her acting it. It just didn't seem like, yeah, it seemed like bad acting to me. Those two, like all the other scenes were fine, but just those two scenes, they were like, they really took me out of the show. I, I don't know what it is. Like those two scenes, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Well, if anyone reality, else felt like that. 
reality hit you hard when those scenes like, happen. Yeah, it was just like, oh, this is a show. It's not real life because this is not good acting. I don't know what it is. It's just those scenes that I've like really noted when normally she's she's amazing. But yeah, sorry. Mm. Good. Simon, what are your what are your thoughts on on Naley in this situation? Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh. I I enjoyed all of the Nathan on the basketball court stuff because it was basketball and particularly his interactions with Q are really good and he has his like one-on-one where they're practicing. I mean, we'll talk more about it, but you know, some of the sentiments where Q's saying, you know, it's great to be part of it, to be part of the comeback and to to witness and to help and it's really nice. Uh, I, I- yeah. Just on that line, I can't help but feel that Q was like, oh, it's great to be part of it and meant the family. Like, oh, I really? Think he, yeah, I think he felt, uh, I think he was saying, I'm, I'm part of the family. And then when Nathan's quite kind of questions, it was like, part of what? And he's like, oh, the comeback. Cause it was like the easy thing to, to go to, but he's actually like, he said, Haley really pushing him and helping him, you know, um, learn and get through Les Miserables, which is just ridiculous. Such a big book. Um, and then, you know, obviously Nathan's been helping him, you know, get better. And after his, you know, wrist break or hand break or whatever it was, um, you, you know, really pushing him to, to be more of a team player. Jamie being involved. And he said, mentions he's got a kid brother, but he kind of, you know, knows that Jamie looks up to him and Jamie's got a lot about him. And, you know, he's, he really kind of feels like part of their family now. And I think that's the, the sentiment behind it. And then, yeah. Should have seen this coming because it was all too happy talking about his future and, you know, he wouldn't mind having a daughter and, yeah. you know, this would be nice oh. and that'd be nice. And this is what I want to do with my life. And then, yeah. Oh, no. I will say that when Haley was asking him those questions, obviously we know in retrospect that they're setting us up to, for a bigger heartbreak, but it did. I mean, and again, maybe people that work in schools or, or whatever can comment, but to ask like he's meant to be 17 18 right like last year high school i mean to ask people these questions at that age still feels so young right like Mm. you still got so much life to live and it's crazy how much pressure we put on people at such a young age to have to perform in exams and get these grades to do these courses and have to make these choices for these life-altering pathways for their adult life where they haven't even experienced life yet like you need to go out and find what the passions are going to be and all the rest of it so it did just um make me think crazy can you imagine thinking about having kids i mean i know people do have kids that young but you know to be thinking about yeah i'd like to have kids one day and this and the other i'm going to be like you're 17 man just relax like you are a kid so to speak which also makes it so much more sad of what is to come but dom i have to ask you because i watched rather than watching the episode back i watched our watch along back because i like to see your reactions as we go through so we can talk about them but as he it was like just before he pulled up to the petrol station or gas station. Um, it was when Skills said, Oh, I'm going to, um, 
oh yeah let's go for a drink no i can go there was just one thing i was going to talk to q about but i'll talk to him tomorrow it was almost like i could see your face change when he said that line because i'm assuming you're thinking there will be no tomorrow but was was it that and did you think he was gonna die or did you think he was gonna just be horribly injured and then make a recovery at some point uh um like really good point like q q there's all those cues like it's hard when his name is q but there's all these (laughs) there's all these cues um like leading up to this point and and uh, skills saying that is is like the biggest giveaway um and it I kind of thought, oh, there's, there's not going to be a tomorrow and he's not going to be able to play in like the rest of the games because he's going to be, um, you know, something, something horrible is going to happen. You know, uh, I thought potentially he'd have some sort of, um, injury that would cause him to be, you know, permanently disabled, for example, um, or paralyzed or something like that. It wouldn't necessarily be, you know, shot in the back which is what appeared to happen in in this at the end of the episode so um yeah very sad uh moment but i uh yeah i wasn't i wasn't expecting like immediate death i, I kind of thought maybe we'd get some kind of self-pitying and and wallowing like uh, like he's had before and like nathan had and then maybe there'd be um, uh, like an element of growth. He can still be involved in the game, but he's, you know, permanently in a wheelchair or something like that. He didn't have the recovery time that, that Nathan has been afforded for whatever reason. But, uh, I think it sets it up for them to, you know, pay some sort of tribute to him and Nathan to, to tribute something towards him when, when and if he gets back into professional basketball. I think it's, um, what you've, uh, well, you, Simon, said about how, like, those questions that, yes, that is setting it up because obviously we're, like, finding out, all of a sudden we find out so much more about Q just before he gets killed. But I also feel like the question Hayley asked, I don't know, maybe I'm just re- reaching here, but, like, when we first meet Q, he kind of seems like he's just this kid that has no direction in life and he just doesn't care. So it's almost like she sees the progress with his learning so then she also like asks like well how are you now progressing as a human almost if that makes sense like she she sees he's becoming not only a better student but a better person and that's why that's where that question comes in a little bit like again it is very much a setup where like to find stuff out before he gets killed but i think that's also part of it maybe yeah for sure and i think those questions to be clear i think those questions are important like it's important for people to think about what their future is i just guess i'm saying that it would have been nice if she if Haley was like oh that's great but you know remember you got all the time in the world for that mm-hmm. you know just enjoy your basketball enjoy your life just keep enjoy your studies your learning and just keep doing what you're doing don't put too much pressure on yourself i guess i'm but just then- saying that that's also a callback to, again, his first time in her classroom where, like, he's just being, you know, disruptive and, like, then he like, le- about to leave the classroom. She d- does have that speech at the end of the episode being, like, the rest of your life is being shaped right now. So, again, it's kind of almost callback to that, that, that the reason she wouldn't say what you're saying, I'm not saying you're wrong, but, like, the reason why she wouldn't say that is because literally she said, Oh, the rest of your life is being shaped right now. I think it goes back to like, because I agree with you, but it's more like 
we've got that thing said by Haley. And I think the show in it's very much like, well, in general, in school, we are kind of almost pressured. Like, no, you need to make your decision now. You're like shaping your, like, you need to figure out what you want to do, even though you're still a kid. And then even with the show now, we're in season five, six, when they're in their early twenties and they all have careers. But like, we've talked about this before. We're like, most people at this age still figuring out what they're doing. So I think it's kind of like part of the show that everything's very accelerated. It's like, no, you need to know what you want to do. You need to know it now when you're in high school, you're shaping your life now. You need to know when you're in your twenties, you better have your career figured out because otherwise you're a failure. So it's kind of like, it's on par with the show, what the show shows. But I don't think it's a good thing because, yeah, like when you're in a teenager or even in your 20s, in your 30s even, you still have a lot of life to live and you can figure things out. But that's how they portray things where it's like, no, no, you better get your shit together now because otherwise you're a failure. Yeah, for sure. Well, LDG, do you have any thoughts on Q's untimely passing? Just the look on his face when he knows he's about to get shot. Just like that look got got me, man. It got me. Because you can see like the fear on his face. And like, there's, you can't really outrun a gun, unfortunately. I wish, because then we'd still have to. Um, and yeah, I mean, the scene with him and Jamie, where he gives Jamie the box that he used to put all his treasures in, knowing what happens to him, that moment is heartbreaking. Because he's like, I used to put my treasures in it. Like, here's yours, so you can put yours in there. And then Jamie wanting to make him a cape. See, look, I got her. I got her. She's crying. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because she remembers it, the scene. Is it is it wrong of me so that, firstly, when I put the episode on today to rewatch it for our recording, I went, oh, yeah, Q dies in this one. <laughs> and then throughout you mentioning all of that, LDG, you're absolutely right. Beautiful moments. How wonderful. But he's got a little brother. Why the fuck didn't he give any of that to his little brother? It's just so harsh. Um, so he clearly didn't care that much about his family, but it was really sad, super sad, like moment at the end and, um, very touching moments, uh, from, from Q. And I, you know, I think next episode is probably going to be some kind of funeral or investigation and they're leading to a funeral coming soon and the cape's got to be involved somewhere you know maybe they put it in coffin with him don't know well there's tears coming i'll just say that but i mean not for you so you're okay right tear ducks don't exist (laughs) i don't cry in this episode but i do cry in the next one oh well we'll keep an eye out on the watch along (laughs) i probably won't be crying though (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hold it in, hold it in. <laughs> be like be like brooke be like brooke i'm not gonna cry about it yeah I'm not that's cry. that's literally my mentality going into tonight is 
Oh, that's fine. I'm going to cry. It's okay. (laughs) Oh, we're giving away too much, ladies. Giving away way too much. I mean, how positive an episode can be after someone's get shot? How much is that giving away? No matter what. People were really happy when Keith got shot. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) And Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it's... It's very sad. It's very sad. But it's, uh, he ends I ag- very, yeah. I just, yeah, sorry. I do agree on the point with like, I do, like, the only thing I don't like how they wrote the whole thing is like, oh, yeah, I have a little brother. Where the fuck is he? Like, we could have easily, like, like, it's just sucks that, like, we only finding out about it, like, just before he gets shot. Because it kind of almost, you know, it's just like, oh, maybe he's acting out. Well, we can obviously make my assumptions about his family. Maybe he's acting out because his family life isn't great. But now we're finding out, oh, he has a little brother. So, what? yeah, so that's a bit. Maybe he has two treasure boxes, okay, or bought another one. But I wish we, yeah, we found out about the brother sooner. Jamie's going to give the cape to the brother at the funeral. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Diamond, this is where you say, well, we'll see. Exactly. I, I try to say things, Magda. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying next time on the podcast, I'll be the one that you'll be taking the ball gag out for? <laughs> I'm saying I'll hover over the mute button. Mute button. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so sorry. No, it's all good. I'm just joking. Uh, if the is anything else that we've missed let's cover it in the judgments but if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and how how could you not and check us out ravenshoops.net why magda because basketballs go through hoops but ldg they also go through that's but Dom, they also could go through an entire <laughs> website, which is called ravenshoops.net. <laughs> yeah. Good. Reinforced it. So, LDG, who was your favorite performer of the episode? Um, I'm going to go with Sophia Bush. Ooh. I thought she did the traumatic reaction because there are different reactions to trauma and one of them is shutting down emotionally and she I really believed she was like dead inside (laughs) yeah and that she she was just like nope nice yeah she great choice yeah great choice Magda I was between Sophia and Paul, but I think I'm going to go with Sophia. But Paul, like, it was just very realistic. Like, he played it very well with the whole thing. Like, he couldn't speak at first. It was, and you, like, when he was speaking, like, it did look like it was painful for him to speak. Um, but yeah, Sophia. Nice. Dom? Um, I, I was going to pick Paul, um, but I actually picked, I decided to go with Robbie Jones in the end. That's Q, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, I just thought he did it. Uh, it's a great kind of signing off episode for him, 
I think the, you know his acting at the beginning was was pretty dire and awful, and he was playing very sort of stereotypical, disaffected youth sort of thing, um, which I really didn't enjoy. And then as we've got into this season and maybe the end of season five, he was actually um, like coming into his own. Just as he's getting good, he's you know got rid of, and you know maybe that's maybe that's that was the point. Um, but he, yeah, did a really good job, so I went with him. What about you, Simon? Also went with Robbie Jones. Um, I guess also I really enjoyed him. Well, we'll talk more about it in a second, but generally in this episode and uh, like what LDG said, I thought the performance just before his death was really good. Like you could see the fear and uh, it was palpable. So, yeah, I'll go with him. LDG, who's your favourite character of the episode? So I had a hard time picking, um, but I feel like you have to go with Hugh. This is his final countdown. Um, So yeah, I'd say Q, because a lot of good moments with multiple different people. Um, But my, my second choice, since... I can't have one first or two first choices. My second choice was uh, Jamie just because he was a boss. He sees everything. (laughs) He's like the whitey. Dom used to say whitey could see. (laughs) He's the new whitey. He has literally become whitey. Yeah. Reincarnated into Jamie. Maybe his Jamie's real dad. Oh my God. There's a whole sub story we never knew about. (laughs) Are you telling me why he's dead? Well, that would be a reason to not watch anymore. <laughs> I'm still in the hope that he's going to appear at some point. In the, we haven't seen him really. We didn't see him much in four. Didn't see him at all in five. And I would quite like him to appear in six. We'll well, I'm probably holding my breath. But the fact that there's no... Ma- Wait a minute. Maybe if Pukas makes it to the wedding, he'll show up. Yeah. But like, I think he's going to come back for basketball. <laughs> back cashews. for the basketball. <laughs> yeah. uh, Magda, who was your favourite character? I, I might be an outlier, but um, I actually picked Deb. I just really do like how she, obviously you guys said that it was kind of for you, maybe random that she called Deb, but I really like that she called Deb and that Deb did step up and like, obviously she, she went to, get some advice from skills about it but like she was there for her when she then shows up later on being like oh I thought you wanted you know to have like a girl's night and she almost like a little bit pushes herself onto Brooke but like in a good way they're like no I'm here for you you're not gonna be like going through this by yourself and mm-hmm. so yeah that- nice good, good choice. choice Dom uh, I went with Q for pretty much all the same reasons as uh, uh, as Lauren so yeah Q what about you, mate? Also cute. Uh, he had some really good lines. Like I liked, um, you know, when he's like, ladies and gentlemen, you will remember this day that Nathan Scott was back on the court. You know, all of that stuff. It's like you could imagine that if he was on your basketball team or sport team, that he is like a, someone that would rally everybody up, like would be a good captain. Um, I like that kind of energy. So, yeah, I'll go with nice. you. Good choice. LDG, what about your favourite 
background performer. One line or less. <laughs> there weren't a lot of background people. Um, so I guess I'll just go with one of the one of the skins, all annoying and body confident. <laughs> damn, damn them! That's damn a great them. choice. Can I? Can I go? Can I go now on this? Because I always go last, and so I feel like I have a good go one, on. and so it always gets taken from me. I've, I've, I think we've got the same one. Yes, potentially. Go on, go on, Simon. I would like to take the legs of the dead body that's behind the guy that ends up killing uh, Q because someone had to just lie down there and be dead and you just saw the legs. (laughs) So I'd like to pick those legs. (gasps) Good choice. And I'm doing the likes murder here. Okay. Yeah. Nice one. (laughs) What's who's yours, Magda? Well, let's let's get Dom to go. I'll go less this time, so it's not always, you know. Let, let well, okay. mine is even worse than Simon's pick. We didn't pick the same. Oh, I picked the guy that actually shot you because he only <laughs> I has. Knew you were going to do that. He only has one line, which is like he says something really sinister. Right, like, he says you came in for or something like that. He says, "Have a nice night." Yeah, that's. <laughs> so is that remember. how? Is that is that what he says? Isn't it? Do you say? Have a nice night. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. He says, have a nice night, even though he knows he's not even having a night, let alone a, let alone a nice one. Yeah. So I... He says in a very creepy way. Sickeningly oh, yeah. pick that guy. Can we just no. say that we didn't say, obviously he's terrified. We're not, you know, picking apart how you'd react. Do you think if that was ever to happen... Do you think your reaction would be to run or to, to try and play it cool like he did? Or what what would you, what would you do in that situation? What can you do? If if you get if you're gonna die, go out fighting. <laughs> Just try. Just throw if, something if, if you, at him. Do anything. Do anything. Just tr- just you gotta try, haven't you? You gotta try. Because it might good- be en- might be enough. And yeah. I mean, Lawrence said you can't outrun a, ga- a bull at a gun, but also like they say that like if you're running from it, you should be running. Like if you're not running in a straight line, you're not as easy of a target. I don't know, but I have no yeah. idea how I'd react, but yeah. Zigzag. Yeah. I say zigzag <laughs> if you're running from a gun. I mean, you'd be covered in your own piss, but just, just do, you've got to do it. <laughs> you're leaving the Hansel and Gretel trail behind you. Yeah, on 100%. The floor. But, yeah. 100%. <laughs> But if if you if you're at that point, just try. What? Yeah. Um, who is yours, Magda? It was the the I guess cleaning lady in Vegas that like opened the door when Lucas and yeah. that was literally like the second scene that saved their their storyline. First one was the you know connection to Jamie and Haley's on the Jamie jumping on the bed scene, and that was the only other scene that I was like, okay, I'll you know. It was a funny reaction. She she did well. She had one line. I, she, I don't even think it was a line. It was just like, oh. Um, so, yeah. It's okay. We're getting married. Yeah. Shut up, Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, LDG, what was your favorite line of the episode? 
Did I say it right? Um, I'm actually forgetting the order. That's right. So that's right. Go that's good. Yes, yeah, that was right. That's correct. That was right. Um, when Carrie is about to see Dan, and she says, uh, "You need to eat if you'll be big and strong when I kill you." <laughs> what a good line! And also when she says, "No one checks up on you because no one likes you," <laughs> like her just roasting the shit out of Dan. It's so good. Excellent. That would, uh, Magda? I've got like so many lines written down, but I think actually I'm going to go with Kari, but Kari's line as well, but it's like exceptionally short line. But the reason I picked it, so she says when obviously, when he, when Dan speaks for the first time, she's like, it's alive. And it reminds me of when like we had that scene with Mouth and Jimmy, and Jimmy's like, it speaks. <laughs> So it's, that that speaks. like gave, yeah. So that's what it reminded me of. But like, um, shout out to dude. I just shaved your head for the less engagement gone wrong from Haley when Lucas says that there, and obviously the breaking four four when they told the less nanny was crazy from Jamie. That was also funny. But yeah, yeah nice. it's alive. Good choices. Good choices. After just. Shout out the he speaks might be the best line of One Tree Hill. Like to this point, like I was in, I, there's so much feeling behind that line when he says it, and it's like, yeah, fucking hell, mouth, <laughs> fucking prick, gone Uh I, I went with Dan's line. Your plan sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was in there for me too. Yeah. <laughs> you, Simon? I. Uh, well, I have two, but I will just choose one. But honorable mention to Don't Make Me Get the Ball Gag. I actually wrote it down <laughs> because, I mean, come on. That could have been on a yeah. T-shirt for the Ravens way before this. But I went with Haley that said, only people only people that tear happy people down are unhappy people. Doesn't sound like that's how she said it, but that is how she, I wrote it I've got it, it down, written so. down. The only people that tear happy people down are those that are unhappy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is good. I mean, I've I've heard that before. That you know, it's only unhealthy people that act that way. But I thought that was it was quite subtle as well. Like it was. Uh, yeah, I think it's quite interesting that at least personally for me, from all the quotes I've written down, it's such a heavy episode with the Q and Brooke storyline. But all the great lines are the comedic ones. That's the only like non-comedic one that like stuck out to me. And we all picked funny ones up to up to you, basically. There you go. There you go. I'm the serious one. Mature uh, one. Sure. I was the one that was worried about Chad Michael Murray's bollocks jumping up and down when he was on the bed. <laughs> sure. Hey, it's a concern. Yeah, genuine for all of us. Uh, there might LDG. be some outtakes from that. <laughs> God. LDG, what was your favorite song of the episode? Um, oh, the waiting room's packed. None yeah, sorry, of the songs. Oh, we know what that means. Uh, none <laughs> of the songs really stood out to me. Um, but I'm gonna go with uh, "Shameless" by the Fratellis. Excellent, and Magda. Uh, when you're near. By Carolina Liar. It's when like Brooks lying on the bed when covered in the bruises that we see. 
Nice and Dom. I always tend to go for the British group, so yeah, I was to pick the Fratellis, good old Glaswegian rock band. So pick that one. What about you, man? No. <laughs> <laughs> was there music in this one? I don't. Not, uh, sure. not a lot. Not a lot. I, I went with the uh, Fratellis. Nice. I've seen them live. Uh, I've seen them so many times live. <laughs> and they they were the supporting act for Kasabian when I went to see him. So. They played my ah. wedding. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Full gag. They did and it. Now? You were there. You were there. You were I was going to say, wouldn't Dom know? Wouldn't Dom know? <laughs> yeah, he was there. Um, okay, last but not least is the motherfucking precious precious rating. LDG, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? Stay the same. Magda, same questions. I've been between two numbers and I think was that you that said last episode if you're in dub go higher so I guess I'll go higher but yeah I've I feel like I've been questioning it a little bit. Okay. Dom. Yeah, I've got a number and it stayed the same. What about you? I've had a number, it stayed the same. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope and pray that they all are the same. Ready? After three. One, two, three, nine. Eight. Eight. Okay. Let's oh. unpack. Let's unpack. So LDG, you were? Eight. Magda, you were? Nine. And Dom, you were? Eight. And I was nine. So that's two nines and an eight. I'll just start by saying Q died. A guy mm. died, and we found out in the same episode. Like, surely the easier option would have been to have left that as a cliffhanger and we found out he died in the next episode, like they did with Keith. But no, they gave the satisfaction. If it's, sat- it's not satisfying, is it? It's horrible. <laughs> but they let us know. They didn't leave us on it. Uh, also, everyone had a good episode. It was a good mixture of sincerity, seriousness, as well as comedic. Uh, and more lighthearted, you know, threads and tangents with crazy stuff happening with Nanny Kerry as well. And Dan, I think this episode really had it all. And it's about, uh, it's a, it's a, one of the best episodes we've seen in a, in a long time. So I think it's deserving of a nine. I'm not saying it's a 10, but I'm saying it's deserving of a nine. Now, DG, what are you thinking? I think really what, knocked it to eight for me was how bored I was watching Lucas and Peyton. This is why I and was that was like a chunk of the, it, that, and it was a chunk of the episode. Mm. And I think it wasted time that could have been spelt, spent elsewhere. Yeah, like saving Keith from getting killed. Fucking hell. Let him run in zigzag. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so Magdalena, are you willing to drop to an eight? Because I That's reckon we think, can get um, Simon to I eight. think this, yeah, <laughs> this is my problem. Like, I love this episode. If Puka scenes weren't in it, it, all, it would have been a 10. But they, they are br- in it. So it's an eight. They are bringing it down. 
And the question is, are they bringing it down from a 10 to a 9 or from a 10 to an 8? How I mean, much do you, I hate them? If you could answer that quickly, that'd be grand. <laughs> don't know. Don't, Magda, don't worry. There's people from all around Wait, the world waiting in a virtual waiting room, sorry. but you take your time. Si- sorry. Simon, <laughs> if I go down to an 8, would you go to an 8? Or are we fighting them to a 9? I don't, I don't know. What are we doing? I mean, at this point, my soul has already been destroyed um, <laughs> and completely, you know, stripped from my body and uh, I'm dead inside. So put it to a one if you want. I, <laughs> I'll go wherever you want to go. You eight. know, I'm a different person to when this podcast started. Um, it's, an, it's an eight. It's an eight. It's a good eight. Yeah, it's a good eight. If it, if it wasn't for Peter, it would have been a 10. I think it's Mag- an eight from me as well. Sorry. There we go. We're at Simon's agreed on eight. It's an eight. Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. It's an eight. <laughs> Can I be annoying? And I've got a random fact. Hugh's shirt in the less scene where, well, not less scene, less scene with Nathan in the gym. His t-shirt says, fly since 1985. And 1985 is James Lafferty's birth year. Just saying. Just... Oh, James Lafferty's older than us. Good to know. Not but yeah, know. just I thought it was like quite fun fact. Excellent. That I've noticed. That's all. Nice. I think that might, maybe that's because Michael Jordan started Jordan Brand in 85, probably, right? I'm guessing, but. Was it that late? Was it that late? I don't even know. I think anyway, just say Ravens on three and move on, mate. (laughs) 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 Who do you guys? What do you guys want Dom to do for the Ravens? Lauren, do you have ideas? Because I've got one. Go, Dom. Can you do the Ravens as Simon? Ooh. Oh, wow. Like <laughs> this is really testing our friendship and the boundaries of this oh, podcast, yeah. isn't it? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Simon, I need a flavor. Can you just give me a hint? Um, My soul oh. is out of my body and I'm dead inside. I had so much joy at one point in my life that that has all been stripped. Okay, everybody. We're going to do Ravens on three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are you ready? One, two, three. <laughs> Ravens. Raven, Ravens. Ravens. Oh, Ravens. Good choice. Great choice. Oh, we didn't thank you guys. Thank you for coming on. We love you very much. Well done. Oh, no, you you are actually two hilarious, hilarious people. Wonderful Ravens. Great supporters of us. And we love it. And we really appreciate both of you. So thank you both so much. We do. Ravens, I've got to keep that in now. Ravens, we appreciate you and thank you for bringing us all together and helping us create a lot of friendship. But especially the one me and Lauren ended up, you know, having. So, oh, that's yeah. really Thanks sweet. for bringing us together. Yeah. Lauren's saying that through gritted teeth. <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> oh, now we have to keep that all in now as well because that was Please. nice. Please. Larry Vaughns. Good job. Thank stop. you. I Thank you. Stop. Did you already press stop? <laughs> I pressed stop just now. Just now. Oh, 